Welcome to the Proverbial Pals. We're up to day 20 of our Advent calendar. The name for Jesus today is Lion of Judah. Revelation 5 5. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Judah was one of the 12 tribes of Israel, named after the 12 sons of Jacob. Uh, these were Joseph's brothers, uh, the, the guy with the fly coat with the many colors. Uh, they were combined to become the people of Israel who were under God's rule until that time when people wanted a king so they could be just like everybody else. Despite God's warnings that wouldn't go well for them in the end, they still stuck to their guns and God gave them what they wanted. Anyway, stack of time goes by. Uh, There is a split in the people of Israel with 10 of the tribes wanting to make this guy Jeroboam the new king. He was one of uh, King Solomon's servants. Uh, Whereas the tribes of Judah and Benjamin wanted to make Rehoboam, who was Solomon's son and the rightful heir to the throne, the king. Anyway, so there was this big split. The 10 northern tribes went and made their own king and they kept the name of Israel for their nation, whereas the southern kingdom became known as the nation of Judah. Uh, because the tribe of Judah was bigger than the tribe of Benjamin, and they kept the direct lineage of the kings. That's a very brief recap on the history of Judah and where this name kind of comes from. But it is this tribe of people that is called to mind when we hear this term, the Lion of Judah. Uh, Judah himself is described as a lion's cub in Genesis 49, when Jacob is blessing his kids just before he dies. Uh, So Genesis 49, verses 9 and 10. You are a lion's cub, Judah. You return from the prey, my son. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down. Like a lioness, who dares to rouse him? The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until he to whom it belongs shall come, and the obedience of the nations shall be his. There's a link drawn here between Judah and his lion and there being this ruler to come. And we read in Matthew chapter 1 of Jesus' family tree, the very first book, very first chapter of the New Testament, we see that Jesus is a direct descendant of Judah. Jesus is the one who is referred to here as the one to come to whom the ruling scepter or the one who is to hold responsibility and to hold rule, he is the one to whom that truly belongs. Christ is this image of of courage and strength and, and power and might from the line of Judah. Actually, I did have a question. Mm. I think you answered it, though, so it might be pointless. Ask it away. But I said, um, I said, why just the line of Judah? Because that was one of the tribes, right? The tribe of Judah stuck a little bit. Like the when that kind of split happened, previously God was described as you know as the God of Israel when it was kind of the all twelve tribes together, and then they kind of split. And yep. Israel and Judah kind of became two separate things. And look, the, there was the so the kind of the two ruling nations worked side by side. Both had two different kings. Mm-hmm. Both of I mean the Northern Kingdom, so like the the New Israel had a stack of really like just bad kings who just didn't do a good job of being godly as they. Uh, led their people, which God said to the people way back earlier when the people said, we want a king. God's like, they're going to rule over you and they're, they're just going to slam you down. They're like, it's not going to be good for you. 
And people are like, ah, we don't care. We don't believe it. Like, you know, we want a king anyway. We want to be just like everyone else. Anyway, so then basically the Northern Kingdom had just a bunch of really rubbish kings. Uh, the Southern Kingdom also had a stack of rubbish kings, but they had a handful more kind of good ones who tried to be more godly than the rest. Mm. Um, just over time, mm. this, they spent more time trying to be like a, a king of every other nation and not find their strength, their wisdom in God. And as a result, basically, both those two kingdoms fell into ruin, but the nation of Judah stuck a little bit better towards the teachings of God and, and having a, a better relationship with him, which by kind of God was a, more aligned with the, the tribe of Judah, just because there were a few more kings who tried to point the people back towards God. What well, the expression here we're talking about today is the lion of Judah. Mike, what comes to mind when you think of a lion? What are some, some of those descriptive terms? Uh, tough, scary, king of the jungle. Yeah, like something that you don't mess with. Yeah, very. Uh, this I guess the imagery drawn is of, of strength, of power, the one you don't want to, yeah, like, like you say, you don't want to mess with them, you don't want to get on the wrong side or kind of cross it. You know, if you were a zookeeper exactly. maybe, you know, you might know how to kind of handle the lion because you've got some understanding about how that works. But even then, like a, a lion is still, a lion is still wild. It's still a creature to be feared, I guess, in a sense, and certainly revered for its power, its strength, its majesty. And so this is kind of imagery that should make sense to us when we start to think about Jesus being the lion of Judah, Jesus being described in this way. Uh, one other thing as well is God's judgment is described like a lion throughout the Old Testament. Uh, there's some some passages from Isaiah chapter 38 and also from Hosea uh, chapter 5 verse 14 as well. Uh, For I will be like a lion to Ephraim, like a great lion to Judah. I will tear them to pieces and go away. I will carry them off with no one to rescue. And also the passage from Isaiah 38... I waited patiently till dawn, but like a lion, he broke all my bones. Day and night, you made an end of me. These are uh, descriptions here of God's judgment or the power that God brings about when he comes and judges the people. He is described as having like the strength or this character like a lion. And if we were to draw a description of Jesus being one who is likened to God's judgment and also as one who has triumphed, is key here. This passage from Revelation 5, which we read at the beginning, is part of John's vision or the prophecy of Jesus' second coming or the final return when he will come back to judge the world. And in that time, the final judgment will occur. Jesus, being the lion of the tribe of Judah, has the full power and authority of God and the just right to bring judgment. That is something that we will all face. It's why we need to make our decisions on where we want to sit with Jesus before he comes back. Uh, When Jesus returns, we are told that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. Isaiah 45 and Philippians 2 talk about that description. And it will be too late by then to decide where you're going to put your faith. Whether you're going to put it in Jesus and his wisdom and his might and his power Or if you're going to hold on to your own wisdom, your own power, thinking that Jesus is a phony and it's not real. Either way, upon the return of the Lion of Judah, the path that you have chosen, your end destination will be revealed. And you either walk with the Lion into eternity into heaven, 
or you'll be counted as one who is against him, and you will need to face the wrath of the Lion of Judah. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Yeah.